Hi, this is Scott Koblish, and you're listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Hola, Cap fans, and welcome to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Ricardo Verbanas, and I am joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That is Mr. One Roberto Lucius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob. <laughs> and who in the world is this woman? I've never seen her before. But I've got a feeling that she's got a husband, someone who just kicked down the door. Jose, he's tall, dark, and handsome, she said as she reached for her clothes. But he's mean as a snake when his woman you take right from under his nose. I said, this is a great time to tell me. She said, I thought he was in jail. Well, I'm Jose's wife. Jose's got a knife. And Jose is hot on your trail. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Here's the next line of the song. All right. Better run for the border. Jose, he's a dangerous man. Better find a place to hide on the other side of the Rio Grande. Nice. Okay. The name of the song is Run for the Border run by the Johnny border. Rodriguez. Okay. All right. What year was that song? Johnny Rodriguez, that name sounds familiar. Well, he was a country star. Uh, okay. He was more popular in the 70s. Okay. Uh, had, uh, you know, maybe one hit in the 80s. And then he kind of had a little bit of a comeback in the 90s yeah. with this album called Run for the Border, which came out in 1993. Nice. Nice. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah, you, you stumped me. You, you stumped the chump. Yeah. But why? why am I bringing up this song, Bob? Well, could it be that we have a very special comic that we're reviewing tonight? Really? Which one is it, Bob? Did you do actually do your research? Uh, no, I thought you were going to tell me. Oh, okay. I'm going to let you do it, Bob. Come on, you really know, don't you? I, I do, Rick. Okay. And basically, I just want to, I want you to think, close your mm -hmm. eyes. I'm closing close, my eyes. Cl close your eyes. Mm-hmm. This is really great podcast material, Bob. Taco Bell. <laughs> nice. Yo, Yo quiero, quiero Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, Rico. Oh, yes, that's right. We are we are covering today a very special comic. It is the Captain America number one by Taco Bell. <laughs> and listen, listen, for everybody out there. You have no idea how special a treat this is because if it is a rare comic to get a hold of, this was a uh, uh, a giveaway in the Taco Bell uh, like kids meals, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And uh, you could only get it that way. And it is not published right now. Like you, you can't go in like Marvel Unlimited and, and read it there. It is it is a rare comic. In fact, yeah. Bob. I hate to say this, yeah. but it it's 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 up there in one of the more expensive Captain America comic books. Yeah, you know, because well, I mean, it is, go ahead. It's it's an exclusive collector's edition. Yeah, it's funny, Bob. Like if it's you go, right on the cover, man. It it that's true. 
<laughs> you, you announce it. You know what else it says on the cover, Bob? Ready for this? Not for resale. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, what what do we get? I go on eBay. I'm like, oh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna cover this comic. I I need to yeah. buy one. I don't have a copy, and so I go on eBay. They're like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. What the hey? Yeah, it doesn't even come with sauce. <laughs> sauce packets. Oh, hala. <laughs> and that's for the two percent of uh yeah, right. south americans who listen to this podcast um so uh anyway yeah i i i was like dumbfounded by the amount of money i had to pay to mm-hmm. get this comic to um to go ahead and and have it reviewed for today but but bob why are we covering this comic well because it's awesome yeah uh, Tell me al- more. Well, uh, and also because um, can I say this? You is can this, say this. It's sure. permissible. Who our next? What our next episode is going to be? You know, Bob, I really love the fact that you pay attention so much because we actually told this last episode. We did. We we gave we it away last episode. We did. All right. So I can say that Scott Koblish is the penciler for this, and yes. we're going to be talking to him. And although he's worked on a lot of cap stuff over the years. Well, uh, not, I wouldn't say a lot, but he well, worked on some. Yeah, he's worked on more than I have. So, <laughs> That's true. So it's you know it's all relative, but but in fact he penciled this, and uh, and I know he's been dying to talk about it. It is. It's actually funny. Funny. I was uh, I was messaging back and forth with him, um, and he is. He's going to Scott Koblish is going to be our, our guest on, on next episode. So we figured why not cover a book that that he did the art for. And when I mentioned it to, you know, to him, I was like, yeah, I had him, you know, asked him, invited him to be on the show. Cause he was also part of our Facebook group. He's, he's been on there as well. Um, he said, uh, he says, and I'm glad to do the interview. It's high time that someone talked with me about the Captain America Taco Bell promotional comic. <laughs> it's, been, it's been like 14 years since this came out. I can't believe, you know, nobody else has gotten the scoop. Uh, I know, right? Right. So. Uh, but he, he, you know what? I, I tell you, I am looking forward to talking with him. He sounds like he's got a heck of a, a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, I was I was actually, I messaged him earlier today because I wasn't really sure. Is it is it Koblish? Or was it Koblish? And it's Koblish, it, you know, because I, I asked him, you know, how do you mm-hmm. how do you pronounce it? And he goes, he says, oh, it's Koblish. And he said, and please, no confusion with Scott Collins. It happens at, at least once per convention that someone tells me how much the flash run means to them. <laughs> <laughs> so and I replied to him, I said, while I liked your work on Flash, it didn't change my life or anything. <laughs> And he he gave you a little laugh emoji uh, there. <laughs> so he sounds like he's got a really fun sense of humor, and we are yeah. looking forward to talking to him yeah. next episode. But for today's episode, yeah, we're going to cover the Taco Bell uh, special, uh, mm-hmm. Captain America. I, I love this, Rick. I mean, I think it's. I mean, I I don't know about listeners, but I I love getting like tuned in, turned on, told about some of these quirky one shots or, you know, limited run series that like not many people know about, you know, maybe they follow the main runs, you know, the main volumes. And, but every now and again, there's like these, like the Campbell soup kids or the asthma mm-hmm. monster or, <laughs> right. the, you know, the, the don't do drugs issues, you know, or the Taco Bell exclusive collector edition. I think a lot of folks don't know about those. And so when we have a chance to uh, kind of dive deep on, on those, you know, it, it, 
it might be something that really makes someone's day. Yeah, hundred percent. So listen, you are getting an exclusive here, right? I don't think anywhere else on the internet you are going to get a review panel by panel. Yeah, of the Captain America right. Taco Bell special. Uh, and we're going to cover all glorious 11 pages here today. So it's going to be a quick podcast. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I hope you brought some extra. I hope you brought your A game and there's more to talk about here. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. I, I got, uh, I should have brought some salsa. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I got to tell you. Uh, so my wife and I were trying to lose a little weight and uh, we, we're a salty snack kind of family, mm. you know, or at least. Yeah. I am. And I yeah. think I've converted my wife, <laughs> Yeah, but, but, you know, we, we go for the, the salty savory stuff as opposed to sweets. And so I, and I make what many people will say a pretty good salsa. Okay. So I, I make my own salsa and uh, it's a hit at parties. Let's just wow. say. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and, and I, and we like spicy stuff. We're, you know, we totally like spicy stuff and, and yeah. some people would, take taste my salsa and be like wow that's really spicy and i'm like eh, you know it, it's okay um but so i would do chips and salsa in my house five days five days a week at least yeah i, I will have some chips and salsa yeah and i never felt really bad about it because you know maybe it was like 250 calories per snack you know it wasn't evil it's it, corn you know, it's gluten-free right how bad can it be exactly well <laughs> and then on top of that we would have other chips in the house right we'd have oh, yeah. you know different flavored chips in the house we'd have like mm. barbecue salt and vinegar some sort of kettle cooked you know whatever yeah. right yeah so a couple weeks ago it wasn't that long ago a couple weeks ago we decided you know what let's just take the chips out of the house it's just not buy mm. when we run out of chips we're not buying new chips and so yeah. we've been two weeks of chipless mm -hmm. and so you would think okay have you moved on to something healthier like carrot sticks, mm -hmm. celery sticks? Yeah, something because you seem remarkably well tempered for not having had chips for two weeks. Yeah, well, thank you. It's yeah. amazing what vodka will do. But <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I've been I've been re re resorting to like gluten free pretzels and 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 you've mm. seen me. I've had yeah, like my almonds yeah. or my uh, yeah. my. Uh, yeah. What do we do? We got those. Um, what are those those nuts that come in the shells and pistachios? Pistachio. We yeah. started because we hear they're uh -huh. healthy nuts, right? Uh, all and right. so yeah. and then so we got the pistachios, but we made sure they were in the shells that made it harder for us to just like I go slow through. you down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we've been doing that. Um, but uh yeah, I I <laughs> so Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah, well, not for the listeners that was a couple of weeks ago but for us you know during yeah. this recording and so megan my wife's uh uh mom and her stepdad came by to give her an early mother's day present and they brought this Ooh. bag of chips right yeah yeah sea salt restaurant temptation. style tortilla chips and uh and then like a jar of salsa and then a bag of of uh avocados and then there was a package for her to open up and they were like this is all part of your mother's day present so she opens up the package and there's these nice three ceramic dishes the little bowls in there you know that we could put chips and salsa and guac and all that kind of stuff and by the way they also apologized oh they apologized and they said 
we we brought this jarred salsa. It is nothing as good as your salsa, uh, but it's part of the shtick. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, eh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, it really wasn't that good. So um, anyway, we uh, we now have this bag of chips. So I am sitting here now uh -huh. having a bag of chips. Now I'm yeah. going to cut the whole ba bag, might I add, the whole bag. Uh, no, Not a bowl. Dude, dude, the come bag. on. Well, He's well, got the bag. The, yeah, I didn't put it in a bowl. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to impress you. Okay, I just, I wanted to apply your portion control. So, today, if you were listening to this podcast when it comes out, it's still, still the month of May. It's May 31st. Mm -hmm. I hope you had a great Memorial Day, Bob. And Cinco de Mayo. Right. Well, here, that's the thing. So, for Cinco de Mayo, uh, did you do anything for Cinco de Mayo? I did not. I stayed up till 930. <laughs> you stayed up until 930? <laughs> like that was later than normal yeah. for you? Oh, that yeah. way you phrased it, I stayed up yeah, until 930. Yeah, I stayed up past nine. Yeah, big night. Oh, really? Uh, we were a little concerned the swingers were going to have a big party on uh, on Friday night, Cinco de Mayo. Uh -huh. So, you know, we're like, do we stay up and just tough it through or should we just get to bed early so that we get a little shut eye in before they start swinging? Um, but they didn't. Nothing happened. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know. Or at least, it, at least it was much later after you were already like unconscious just, and you couldn't hear anything. That could have been. That could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever watch that's right. You you've never seen the TV show Arrested Development. I just an episode here or there. Oh, okay, yeah. God, I love that show. Oh, it's an amazing show. But I think in season four, when they came back and they did it, uh, they were, um, uh, the 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 parents in the in the show, um, Lucille and I can't remember the dad's name, but they were not fans of Cinco de Mayo. Uh -huh. And it really annoyed them. And so, and it was so funny the way they did it. They did it like uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas, right? Where they were, they're up at their window looking down on everybody doing the Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> and they, they stood there at the window, like, you know, tapping their fingers together. And, and yeah. then they, they did a little like a poem, you know, in, yeah. in a speak, you know, like they didn't like it. They didn't like it at all. And so <laughs> they, they're like, they, and they came up with this idea of they were going to um, uh, one up Cinco de Mayo by doing another holiday to, yeah. to make Cinco de Mayo go away. And so they decided to do this holiday the day before and they called it Cuatro de Cinco. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I know. So anyway, I always think of that every time. Yeah. And and, and please, listeners, if you are uh, listening to this and you're on the Facebook page, give me a shout out. Someone tell me I loved Arrested Development too. I I I want to I want to know who my my Arrested Development brethren are in the group because oh my god, it is the funniest show. I highly recommend. So, anyway, that sound good. Uh, so. We had we had decided, Megan and I, my wife, we decided to uh, have celebrate Seis de Mayo. Okay. Because we wanted to avoid the crowds. Yeah. Right? Uh, Cinco de Mayo is going to be packed. All the yeah. Mexican restaurants are going to be packed. So we decided to do Seis de Mayo. Uh -huh. And uh, so we, we took my daughter out and we went out for, for that and sat out in a uh, patio and we had a nice 
nice little, you know, nice. Mexican dinner. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I never thought in my entire life that I would own a house that had a bar in it. Yeah. But just so happens the house we bought five years ago has a bar in the basement and it has a kegerator. Wow. I had to learn how to, you know, how to do a keg. So I had to learn how to, I was like, I got a quarter keg and put it in this, you know, has this little refrigerator. I had to learn how to clean out the the lines, you know, and, you know, and the tap and, you know, I, you know, whatever I learned it, but it's cool. So when my, when friends come over or whatever the house, I'm like, yeah, you want a beer, you know, and what do I have on tap? Corona. Okay. Right. Yeah. I like Mexican beer. Yeah. And so I have, I have Corona on tap and wouldn't you know it? The keg kicked on Quattro de Mayo. Oh no. It did. Wow. It just kicked. That's like when your propane tank runs out on 4th of July. Uh, no, on July 3rd. Yeah. Oh, in July 3rd. Yeah. 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 But well, the difference is you can get a new propane tank pretty quickly. You yeah. can't get a new quick kick. It takes like 10 days to get a new, another oh, keg. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had no idea. I've never, I guess, bought a keg. Yeah. Well, again, it's yeah. it's one of those things like I never thought I'd have a yeah. house with a keg in it, but but when there's an opportunity, you're like, you take it. You're like, hell yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. a keg in it. But you know, I uh, when the keg's not in in operating order, yeah, I probably am losing some weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a, I have I have a I have a, a surefire a solution for your chip problem, Rick. Because I'm a chip fiend, I'm a chip fanatic, I'm a chip it. fan of the highest order, and I like, I like a nice like Guinness stout or you know a stout uh -huh. of some sort uh, on a Saturday night when everyone else has gone to bed. Uh huh. And, and it's bowl. what was it, eight o'clock, Bob, before yeah, you bedtime. Eight eight, 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 eight thirty. You know, and a uh -huh. big a big bowl of chips, and I like to eat the chips with my stout. And then when I get to the bottom of the bowl of chips, and I see oh I still have more stout, I go out and I fill the bowl again, because mm. you know, I'm all about portion control. If, yeah sure all right so that's like you know Makes that's sense. like my that's like my like it's it's like my my sad it's the salve to my emotional wounds you know mm -hmm. um but don't uh, eat your feelings bob yeah well i do i eat them in the form of chips and uh but i i realized that um the one thing that will cure me of that is having a 13 year old son because oh, really? he finds every freaking potato chip bag that I hide in this house, <laughs> no matter how much effort I put into hiding it. You know, uh -huh. I even put chips in other bags, other boxes. I, you Do know, you I really? Hide... Oh yeah, I, I know. Uh, and I know what he likes. And I even buy chips intentionally. Like I got a bag of dill pickle flavored kettle chips this weekend, Ooh. thinking that would be like, all right, he won't eat those. Ate them all. Because he's like, bitch. he like bebops downstairs at like, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. And of course, I'm already in bed. And I hear him out there rustling around in the pantry, uh, <laughs> emptying out the chips <laughs> into a chip bowl. And like, he finishes all my chips. So it's been, uh, you know, a blue moon since I've had my bowl of chips and a stout. They're just mm. in the fridge, you know, gathering. Damn up. those teenage boys. They <laughs> I eat know, you right? out of house and home. They will. They will eat every damn chip that you own. Mm. So, you know I what mean, you should do? You should get the bag of chips, put them in a bowl, lick each one, <laughs> and then put them back in the bag with a little note that says, I have licked each and every one of these chips. <laughs> it's probably still eating that little <laughs> rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, do you have a favorite chip? <clears throat> um, I I kind of like uh, I like the Boulder, Colorado chip. Never heard of that. Yeah, they 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 cook them in avocado oil, and um, and I bought. Did that a make them th- crunchier or something, or well, healthier? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Right? So it's marketing, right? So, so why bought, the hell are you buying them? Why you're like, well, oh, I got to get the avocado oil? Because well, I, I I don't know. I just like the way they taste, and they normally don't sell them at the grocery store that I go to. But I noticed last week they they did. They both they had the regular kettle cooked ones, and then they had uh, like a thin and crispy one. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a bag of each, and I I put the thin and crispy ones out. Mm-hmm in an obvious location. And then I hid the other ones. <laughs> you should get, were they the cheap ones? Did you put the cheaper ones? No, out? they were the same price. Oh, know? really? Because I totally, uh, that's a cheap guy in me. I would have been like, here oh, are yeah, the cheap so, chips and yeah. I'll put them out there as put a distraction. The out or the, yeah, no, he, yeah. Uh, and he went, he mowed through those. And then I was laying in bed, you know, one night reading my book and I hear him out in the pantry. <laughs> Try them. I know. Aha! Found them. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's okay, Bob. You know, you, you, yeah. I. There are some things in this life that corporal punishment is okay. It's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, so my I son, as many chips as I'd like recently. My son is uh, coming back from college. You know, he graduates. Um, by the time this episode come out, he's, he's already graduated and he's already moved back home. Okay. Uh, so the, <laughs> he is a, uh, a chip guy too. So mm-hmm. now we're going to, so we had our window of not having chips in the house. Yeah. And then now we got to start keeping chips. Because Megan's like, well, we need to keep chips for Hayden. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. not how it works. <laughs> we're going to be Bobby. <laughs> we're we're going to be like, oh, no, here are the chips. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, big congratulations to Hayden. That's a big accomplishment. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. Big, for big him. life transition. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, I text him the other day because it was his last day of classes. And I was like, congratulations on your, you know, your last day of classes, dot, 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 space, ever, exclamation point. Uh huh. I know you would have put the space in, Bob. You just would have yeah, put the ellipsis there and just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he, he was like, yeah, it's completely surreal. I mean, do you remember when you knew you were graduating? Like, were you just days away or weeks away from from graduating? Remember that feeling? It's just kind of like, wow, this is this is oh, this is almost over. I I do it's like a whole nother life. It is. I you know where I went. Uh, I graduated, but the day before I graduated, I took my oath of office mm. as a commissioned officer. You know, did that whole formal thing, gave the silver dollar to the person who saluted me first, who was my best friend in college. And then, yeah. So, I mean, I was like ready, roaring and ready to go. You know, I had two weeks off before I reported for duty. What did you do during those two weeks? I goofed off at home. I packed up my stuff, drove uh, drove home and uh, spent two weeks just dorking around. Gotcha. Tell me about the silver dollar uh, ritual. What's that about? It's a tradition where um, basically the first person who renders a salute to a newly commissioned officer, you 
give them a, um, a silver dollar. So uh, you probably, you know, an officer and a gentleman, the movie with Richard Gere. Never and, watched it. Uh, never watched it, huh? No. Well, two kinds of people never watch officer and a gentleman, steers and queers. Which one are you, Rick? <laughs> I'm going to go steer. I, that I was a know. good, that was a, you know, it was a good movie and, uh, you know, obviously period piece, but, uh, but Lewis Gossett Jr., who was the drill instructor, rendered that first salute to, uh, to the young Lieutenant Richard Gere. Uh, who graduated from OCS, and he gave him a silver dollar. It's a, it's a well-known tradition. So my friend, who happened to be uh, a sergeant in the Marine Corps Reserve, fellow cadet with me at the, at the university, he, he popped off the first salute. Uh, of course, it was, you know, we knew this was what was going to happen. So every new officer goes through a line, and the first person renders a salute, give him the silver dollar. So to this day, he still, still has that silver dollar. It's a Liberty silver dollar that I gave him. No, I was about to ask you that. I was about to ask you. I, I would hope that when someone gives you a silver dollar for that type of thing, it's it's held on to as a memento. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big deal, right? I mean, you only you only do it once in your career. So, mm -hmm. um, I guess it wasn't a liberty; it was a Morgan. So, yeah. What? Uh, uh, no, again, what, what was the liberty head? No, it was a liberty head. Yeah, the liberty head silver dollar. What's a um, Morgan? I was thinking of the Morgan dime. But uh, oh, okay. the Liberty had a silver dollar. So he's like, you know, it was an old one. It was in good condition, mm -hmm. but it was a real silver dollar. That's cool. Um, so, and he still has it all these years later. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a neat tradition. You know what I have here right here, Bob? This is a, uh, a Captain America coin. Uh, yeah. The Marvel coins, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, awesome. I had a, a customer of mine give that to me when I, I had my store back in the day. It's a Captain America coin. It is, I can't, even with my readers on, I can't make out what year this was. I can't remember. Was that around 78 or? No. No, it, it had to have been that? after that. Well, I know they were, uh, they had a whole series. They had Hulk and uh, I think Spider-Man. There weren't that mm -hmm. many of them. There were only a handful of them, but yep. But they're very hard to find. Well, that is in my collection. I don't have very many coins, um, but that's one of them. And then uh, when I got married last year, uh, my best friend uh, brought me this coin. Very nice. It's a Troy silver uh, silver dollar there. Troy ounce. Nice. No, from Bermuda. No, what is that? Uh, well, I can't. That's the Queen, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know what country it's from. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, Is it, Queen I, Elizabeth. Can't, I can't quite read the uh, country of uh, mint. Hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Um, let's say it says Queen Elizabeth, and then uh, it says uh, one dollar, one ounce. Um, it's from twenty. It's either I think it's 2010. And then on the other side, it has Captain America. Hmm. Yeah. So no, it's, he, not, it's he, not worth anything anymore, Rick, because you know she's out. She's out of office. So. Oh, is that I should yeah. just probably just toss it there. Just chuck that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I had. Uh, yeah, he gave me that as a as a wedding gift last year. But of course, he he gave something to the to the couple. And then he was like, and then here's a little something extra for you. A little something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? That is cool. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for him. 
I like shiny. All right, so Bob, getting back to you had asked me what year the uh, that song came out. Uh huh. Run for right? the border. That album. Run yeah. for the border. What did I tell you? You told me the seventies. No, no, I didn't. I told you the artist was popular in the seventies. Oh, I told okay. you what year uh, did I tell you that I song came out? I have no idea. Uh, two thousand nine. Nineteen ninety nine. No. Nineteen ninety six. Space nineteen ninety nine. No. 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 Fourteen hundred BC. No. <laughs> it was twenty thirteen, Bob. Twenty thirteen. No, I didn't tell you that, Bob. <laughs> I did not tell you that. Uh, I told you it came out in nineteen ninety three. Okay. Yeah. Now, a couple you. of interesting things here, Bob. Uh huh. Ready? Because it couldn't have just been me picking a song that has run for the border that ties in with Taco Bell. No. Because, because in 1994, mm -hmm. Taco Bell kicked off their campaign, run for the border. So that's, okay. that's All interesting. Right. Like, yeah. like did they base it off of, of this song? Yeah. Um, or, you know, or, you know, I don't know. The song came out in 1993. Taco yeah. Bell's, Taco Bell's uh, campaign came out in 1994. Huh. You know what else happened in 1993, Bob? I don't, Rick. Just take a guess, Bob. Tie it well, in. Just bring it all together, Bob. I, if you I, if you could pull it all together in one big circle, uh -huh. it'd be like, oh, it all ties back together. Well, I don't know. What I would know, what Rick do here, Bob? I don't know. 1994 is when Gidget the Chihuahua was born, but I, I 1993, I don't know. That was the first year that Scott Koblish was a published artist. Oh, I can't I can't believe I didn't guess that one. I know. I yeah. I can't believe either, but yet yeah. you continue to astound me. <laughs> I am a disappointment. <laughs> Ask anyone. But come on, Bob. <laughs> I brought that full circle. You did. You did. You did bring that right? full circle. You are the quintessential crazy guy with the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it no used problem. to be, it used to be the guy with thumbtacks and string on the wall that, That's you know, yeah. was impressive, but now yeah. I'm the crazy guy. Well, it's getting a little creepy at this point. The, the Yeah. But no, I, impressive. Impressive in a, in a different way, but still impressive. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> impressive in a um, uh, statue of limitations. <laughs> yeah, in a concerning sort of, you know, intervention way. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. So should we get to the comic, Bob? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. So as I mentioned 
Well, I don't think I mentioned this. Um, they, the Captain America Taco Bell special uh, had a cover date of April 2009. So, yes, the, the comic did come out 14 years ago. And, and um, the creators, this is actually really interesting to me. Okay, the creators, the writer is Joe Caramanga. Now, Bob, I have said that name many times during this podcast on, on various episodes. Where do we normally know Joe Caramanga's name? He is, he's, he's usually a letterer. Exactly. But somehow, uh, Marvel, I don't know, they tossed him a bone or a chalupa and said, do you want to write? And so he wrote this this issue. So, uh, yeah, he has been a longtime letterer, but he's the writer uh, for this issue. Um, and he's also the letterer. He's the writer and the letterer. Yeah. I don't know. I I cannot recall any comic ever. Now, I'm sure that there might be something out there, but yeah. I personally cannot recall any time that a writer slash letterer other than somebody who did everything themselves, like like an independently, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, as far as a Marvel comic is concerned, writer slash letterer Joe Caramanga, right? Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But and then we have Scott Koblish, who is the penciler and inker on this, and then Chris Sotomayor is the colorist, and the editor is Nathan Cosby. Now, if I open up the comic box. <clears throat> and I get to the credits page, uh, which is page two. In addition to everything I just mentioned, it's something I've never seen before. Yeah. They actually say project managers. Right. Yeah. And they list John Michael Ennis and Gina Dahlberg as the the project managers i've never seen project managers on listed on a comic before right, right well no but you know this was this was produced through a licensing agreement so perhaps mm -hmm. that probably has a lot to do with it i'm sure it does yeah yeah and you they didn't did answer this the question though have you ever seen that before? Well, i have not seen it no. Oh, okay no not in a comic no all right thanks for uh you know just glossing over my question yeah well <laughs> you know, you know, well yeah. usually follows with some other well, comment. I was, I, I was, I was yeah, leaving you out there you to know. answer your own. Well, I, I know, I know. I, uh, I just uh, want to respond to the obvious, but uh, indeed, I would like to know. Maybe you know this, Rick, because you're mm -hmm. a man about the world. I um, am. You know, they in 2009 they they had four uh, of these limited edition exclusive collector editions, right, uh, from Taco Bell, and I think you know obviously the Cap one. They had an Avengers one, a Fantastic Four, and a Thor one. They did Fantastic, the same. Fantastic Quattro. Yeah, nice, nice. And then they did the, did it again in 2011, where they had Iron Man, Avengers, X Men, and Fantastic Four. So. Um, it's a neat, neat arrangement. And I, you know, there's lots of other ones that they've had for different, uh, Harley Davidson has had them before. Yep. And, um, there's another, uh, keel keel. They do like men's products and stuff. Yep. They, they've had one. And so, uh, you know, I'm curious, like, Bob, are you is, just trying to show off your research? No, no. I'm just like, what is the process, you know, for getting one of these things done? Like, how does this, how do, obviously they have project managers, but like, what is the, what is the process for like, pulling one of these things together. Hmm. Yeah. I guess maybe Scott could answer that for us. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah, we can ask him that next episode. Because I'm thinking that should be the next giveaway, Rick. Well, I, you know, it's funny you should say that, Bob. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Um, even though I wouldn't do it in the spirit, in the spirit of what it says here on the cover, not for resale. Yeah. Despite the fact that I went out on eBay and bought this. And by the way, thank you to the patrons out there, uh, because this this is part of where <laughs> you're your you know love for the show and your donations go to we can we can get things like this so we can cover this mm -hmm. and i'm paying it forward right i want to go ahead and give this away so our next giveaway bob is going to be the captain america taco bell special how can you get this the next three people who go on to apple and leave us a five-star review and comment Okay. One of those three, I'm going to go ahead and mail this out to. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a one in three chance, Bob. Yeah. That's pretty Your good. Odds are really, really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One in three chance that you're going to get this Captain America Taco Bell special, which by the way, or, or you could just go on eBay and pay 25 bucks for it. If that's your thing. Yeah. You know, plus tax and shipping. Yeah. But this is an exclusive collector's edition with a unique cover. Yeah, let's talk about the cover, Bob. Can you describe <laughs> the cover, please, to our listeners? Uh, you know, I sure can, Rick. Uh, it's it's Captain America, and he is uh, full size, just barreling toward the the reader with a very stern look on his face. His shield strapped to his back. His right a fist right out in front of him as if uh, he is barreling toward you. And in the, the whole background is sort of this, this starburst of, of red uh, emanating from the center of the page behind, behind Cap, so it's obscured. But it, but it, it has a, a, a feeling of motion as he's coming toward you. So it's a great cover. Um, a lot of fun by uh, Ed McInnes. And for those who aren't familiar, it's basically the variant cover to Captain America 25, Volume 5. It came out in 2006, I want to say. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was volume five. So yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Which is the Captain America death issue. Mm -hmm. So that's very interesting to me because this came out in 2009. So basically this cover was on Captain America 25 three years earlier. So... And we'll get to that in a second. I want to paint the scene of what's been going on in 2009. But before I do that, so Bob, I have this. This is Captain America 25, which uh -huh. is uh, the variant cover, right? Same exact cover. Now, who do you know who the artist is for this cover, Bob? Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis, but who's the inker? I do not know. Dexter Vines. And you know how you can tell because at the bottom... The it says edex e d e x okay I so that, that yeah. was a combination of their names Ed and Dexter nice okay. and so and I I you know Dexter Vines super nice guy I had him in my store twice for uh, a book signing um, so he had been in the store um, he had he and and Ed McGinnis had been quite the 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 combo penciler inker for for many years um they did uh superman batman 
uh, for a while and he did some some other things. But anyway, um, I actually have here and I'm showing Bob is um, I have the, the Captain America 25 variant edition that I had sent out to um, CGC who had Ed McGinnis in the in their you know headquarters to do a um, a uh, a book signing, and so you could do you could get a remark made, and so with this particular cover, I thought with the red background, right, it would make a lot of sense for the, him to do a remark of Red Skull's helmet or or face, you know, right? It was his head essentially, yeah, yeah. and uh, because you know. Red Skull was the mastermind behind Cap's assassination, which happens in this issue. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is. That's a great, great piece of work right there. Nicely yeah. done. It, it only came out as a 9.0. Um, so I'm a little disappointed. It didn't get graded a little bit higher. But I am thrilled with the remark the, that uh, McGinnis made. It was really cool. Yeah, an interesting thing is uh, you don't often see this a lot. At least I I don't think I've seen it a lot. But you know, in uh, in the original um, variant of, of Captain America twenty five, and in the Taco Bell, obviously it's the same cover. In that signature edX, you see the date of when the cover was created. Which was yeah, two thousand six. Indeed. So if we we cut back to when this comic comes out in two thousand nine, what's going on with Captain America? Well, essentially. I gotta tell you, Bob, he's still dead. <gasps> right? Um Ed Brubaker, Steve Epting, and other artists are continuing with volume five. Um, but at this point, Bucky Barnes is Captain America. And they're continuing with that story. But you know what is just right around the corner, Bob? Just right around the corner is the six-issue miniseries. Captain America Reborn. And that came out in July of 2009. And that was the the miniseries that basically brought Steve Rogers back into the Marvel Universe after being gone for three years. Right. And I got to tell you, and I, I think I speak for a lot of Captain America fans who are listening. That was a long three years to not have Steve Rogers. True. True. Yeah. It really was. Mm -hmm. uh, I I I missed him. I really did. I missed having, um, I missed having Steve Rogers in you know in his his ongoing story, uh, something that I could read on a monthly basis. But regardless, uh, he was brought back. So this particular issue, Bob, is kind of cool because it it was like, oh yeah, Steve Rogers is around. Here's Steve Rogers as Captain America, and that's what we're going to cover. Nice, nice. Interesting thing, Rick. Uh, I'm sure you know this. Um, you know, the, the the main continuity of the Marvel Universe is, is 616, and this is like Universe 3588. Which is it is, really? It is the Marvel Universe created exclusively for Taco Bell limited edition promotional comic. Say that again. It's 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 Universe 3, what? What? Three, no? It's universe 3588. So this is in our universe. Right. Yes. This is not. Where did you the, find that out? In the Marvel fandom, of course. Rick, I do what? research. Don't I'm you, on you Marvel know? fandom right now. I cannot believe. I you. didn't pay attention to that, but you're right. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It says Earth 
3588. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for pointing that out, Bob. Uh, just a little interesting tidbit for our listeners. All right. So we'll get to the first page. And it is Captain America in full uniform with his shield breaking up a poker game because you see the table falling over and there's coins and cards and drinks falling over and Cap's busting it up. And this whole page is him going through and taking out these businessmen, I guess, right? Because they're wearing suits and ties they're well-dressed men yeah yeah. and you see him like busting up this ring and this there's a large guy he's a hefty guy right he is how would you describe his uh uh, haircut yeah it's um you know he has a little bit of an andrew dice clay thing going on for those of you that are old enough to remember the andrew dice clay act (laughs) from the jack from... and jill went up the hill <laughs> that's the guy from the 90s you know dark hair sort of pointy sideburns you know little boy of... blue <laughs> okay it's a kid show uh so you know a little sort of receding on the on the, the sides you know the hairlines there so it comes to a little bit of a kind of a fluffy point at the front but definitely widow's peak if you will oh, yeah widow's peak yeah got one of those myself I don't. That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, but but his goatee, his eyebrows—they're all kind of funky, right? They are funky. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he yells out, "Captain America!" And but I love the, hey, Karamanga here. The writer is also the letterer, and he goes and puts Captain America in the Captain America title font. Yeah, nice touch. Yeah. But uh, while he's doing all this, there's a conversation going on. And it's a conversation between him, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and Nick Fury. They're what? They're letting him go. But Rushi Kieran's a criminal. He runs rackets at Fun Hydra. Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try that again. Yeah, probably so. Okay. But Rushy Kieran's a criminal. He runs rackets that fund Hydra, Nick. I know that. But without documented evidence, it's only your word against his. So he's just going to walk? And then we cut to the next page and we're at shield headquarters. Interesting, Bob. I don't recall shield headquarters being a tall skyscraper building in Manhattan, but do you recall that? I don't recall. I don't, but it is universe three, five, eight, eight. Oh, damn you. And you're like all watchfulness. I know. Right. I'm sorry. It's not my call. There are rules, Steve. Kieran's a private citizen. Not the Red Skull. And then we uh, cut to like three quarters of the page splash of an interior shot of Nick Fury in the classic blue shield uniform with the white stripe, like, you know, 
uh, holsters and, and gloves and everything. Uh, and then you, there's a huge monitor room. You have all these different agents that are sitting in front of their console. And, and then there's big screens and little screens. And it's a lot of detail in this, really a lot of detail in this really particular is, yeah. big splash. Uh, do you think one of the, uh, you think one of the agents here is playing Galaga? <laughs> that yeah that guy yeah that guy right there yeah. that guy right there okay yeah. and what's the title to this particular uh issue bob the last laugh look just lay low for a few days take some time off to recharge the batteries once this blows over we'll compare notes and get the hard evidence you need but until then kieran's off limits and then Cap's standing there in his full uniform, but he has his mask off and he has his shield strapped to his back and he doesn't look very happy. Lay low. That's your solution? I'm trying to keep the peace. If his lawyer makes a big deal about the way we do things, it'd really compromise our ability to shut Hydra down. Understood? Why don't you go home and blow off some steam, Steve? No. There's some place I need to be. Where's that? Where's that place, Bob? Well, it appears to be the Metropolitan Correctional Center, New York, New York. And so we cut to that, and we see Steve in his Captain America uniform with the mask and the shield on his back, standing there with his hands on his hips, and he's watching as aforementioned uh, Kieran is being escorted to a limousine, which startles him at first, but then he has a look of kind of smirk on his face. He does, yeah. And then he he uh, corrects his suit and pulls on it, and he puts his chin up in the air and his nose up in the air as he's getting in. And the um, the driver says to, uh, in the, in the front of the limousine, says to Kieran, it's good to have you back, boss. Now we're back in business. We won't be until that guy goes away. Suspend all of our operations. I don't care what it costs. Focus all of our resources to find out who he is behind that mask. And then the last panel on the page is a civilian adorned Steve Rogers, who is walking down the street. I'm assuming he's in Brooklyn Heights, Bob. It appears. It looks like it. Yeah, he's just he's got his hands on his hips, and he is just. Oh, I'm. I'm I was thinking about that last panel of uh, of Kieran in the car, and you see out the the back window of the car as these two are talking. Uh, these two bad guys are talking. You see Cap out try the to, back window. Try to keep and, up, Bob. I'm on the next panel. I know you are, but you pass that over, and I think I love that. I love that scene. So Steve's. Uh, he's got a bag of groceries in his hand, right? And a paper bag of groceries with the, uh, you know, the stereotypical loaf of bread that's sticking out. It's a baguette. Right. Right. To emphasize that he has a bag of groceries. Mm -hmm. And he's walking and we turn the page and then there are two men in shadow on the opposite side of the street that are following him. And then he walks up his stairs to get to his front door and they follow him. 
And then Steve goes in there and Cap's shield is hanging on the wall. Cap's uniform is also hanging up. And it's a loft, right? Um, and he goes and he sits down. There's, there's exposed brick on one of the walls. Looks like he's got a fern. It does. He does have a fern. Yeah. It remains to be seen whether it's a real fern or artificial. Yeah. And then there's a ceiling fan that is hanging from the ceiling above. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, where, you, that's where you put them. Is, is that where the ceiling fans go? That's where they go. Oh, it, it is something that uh, will show up later. And then he grabs a uh, a newspaper. It's the Daily Bugle, Bob. Yeah, it is. And he reads it and he quotes the headline. Hydroactivity on the rise. Hmm. And he's got a beverage in his left hand. What do you think that beverage is? Uh, Fresca. A Fresca? It is, it is a can. It's an aluminum can yeah. of some sort. Yeah. 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 Hey, fresh, fresh, maybe a Moxie. Yeah. Okay. And then we see several panels where he, all of a sudden there's gas coming into to his, his room. And it's green colored gas, Bob. That can't be good. Almost the same color as a Hydra uniform. Interesting. Do you think they added some dye to it just to make it make it match their uniforms? <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he holds his nose, raises an eyebrow, and then he falls unconscious and he falls over. Thunk. And we cut to the next page. And it's a it's a some sort of video. It's something streaming, Bob. Yeah, and it's it's a it appears to be a heavy man uh, in a hydro uniform. Yeah, but he has that same distinct goatee that I was hoping you were going to describe earlier, but you um, decided not to. Yeah, yeah. So we well, know who it is then. Yeah, based. Well, okay, yeah. all right, listener. Uh, just so you know, uh, it's it's the guy that cap was going after before he had, it's a very distinct goatee and bowling ball shit head yeah and then he comes on camera and he says people of the united states and the world we are broadcasting live for this historic moment a day you will remember as hydra's first and many victories in the battle for world domination think you've heard it before today we will expose the soft underbelly of your so-called liberty. Today, we will publicly unmask Captain America. Now, as he's saying that, Bob, um, it cuts to just to demonstrate that, you know, this is going live across the, across the, the world. And here's a, a dorm in Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. Right? It looks like a dorm. It does look dorm like a dorm, room, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe the uh, occupants? Uh, it's a couple of young ladies uh, uh -huh. look to be perhaps upperclassmen um, by their advanced state of development. Uh, they've got <laughs> bunk beds and they are watching uh, this streaming on a, uh, a laptop computer. There's the obligatory teddy bear and a, a Taco Bell beverage cup uh, on the bed. So yeah, it, a little, uh, bit a little product, product placement. placement. <laughs> yeah, so I like we'll that. Have to, we'd totally have to ask Scott about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, upperclassmen because of their bodily development? Well, I said advanced development. I meant uh, obviously they were they scholastically. Yeah, scholastically, scholastically <laughs> they look intelligent. Has, has nothing to do with the tight shirts. No, no, I didn't even notice that. Uh huh. Usually, you're very, very noticeable of the uh, skin tight. Uh, you know uniforms. Yeah. I you know I was distracted by the the pennant for Empire State University if this is Boston Massachusetts but mm, I don't mm -hmm. know, little things like that. Uh but nothing about the She-Hulk that's on the on uh, the She-Hulk? Yeah, that's a that's a nice touch too. Yeah, well, that's got Scott about that too. And then the uh the the heavy um Hydra uniformed man heavy set, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He he puts he goes on to say, with him as our prisoner, we are unstoppable. Yes, today marks the beginning of a new world order. And who do we what are we seeing here, Bob? What what is he talking about? Clearly, this is these are Hydra agents, uh, and he is leading a Hydra charge to conquer the world. So you're missing something that's really obvious, Bob. Am I? Am I? Yeah, Captain America is tied to a chair. Yeah. Oh, totally, I okay. totally left that out. Uh, well, no, no. I thought I thought you mentioned that. Rich. Sorry, I dozed off. Uh, yeah, he is tied to a chair. It's a wooden chair, which is never a good idea to tie someone to. Um, and uh, he looks very upset. Yeah, he's got ropes around his uh, his torso. Uh, but so we had a Steve Rogers who was not in uniform, yeah. and his uniform was hanging on the wall. And now we have Cap in uniform tied well, to a yeah. chair. But if you're going to unmask Captain America on but TV. How did he get in the uniform, Bob? Oh, I would have. They probably dressed him in that uniform, right? You yes. got to connect the dots on that. Oh, no, that's my point. They took Steve Rogers. Yeah. They took his clothes off and put his Captain America uniform on. Well, it's Hydra. I'm sure they have somebody responsible for unclothing people and dressing them in their uniforms. It's a, it's a, it's a professional organization. Yeah, well, I guess so. <laughs> they, they have many hands, right? They do. Yeah. They do. Wait, watch that hand. So we cut to the next page, and it is a probably a three-quarters page a splash of Cap tied to the chair in his own abode with the heavyset man uh, in Hydra uniform, holding a shield over his head. And then there's got to be like a couple dozen Hydra agents yeah. um, all around him, just putting up their, their fists in the air. And when I say uh, that, yeah, I'm not kidding. There is 24. I, I counted them. Oh, yeah. So, uh, or 23. Depends. Uh, I, I think I think uh, Rushi there. He he really counts as two. He really does. So here's something embarrassing, Bob. Uh, I was two years ago old when <laughs> I found what? Oh, okay. I thought you said two years ago. You you were old. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I've been I've been old for a while. I got news for you. Still are man. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, no, I was two years ago old when I found out. It, or I wouldn't say I found out so much as it dawned on me that the Hydra uniforms have a big ass H on them. 
<laughs> that the, the yellow stripes with the cross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, They have these green uniforms. Yeah, with a with the yellow harnesses. Yeah, that strap around their waist and go over their shoulders. I always looked at those as like, oh, that's like, just the gear that they wear, yeah, right? Because because totally fits. <laughs> I mean, like, it's yeah. not like they went out of their way to make it look like, I mean, you know, if you have a gun, hell, Nick Fury has the yeah. same shoulder straps as the Hydradens, right? Mm. He he has a belt yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So the difference is, is that the, the belt, the only difference is, is that under the belt, the straps continue. Like if otherwise, if you yeah. just if you take away that bottom part, that that's very similar to a shield uniform. I never really put it together that that's an H. And I remember, and, and here's how I learned. By the way, Bob, uh, I collect um, little trading cards. The Fred Hembeck ones, right? Yes, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, Fred Hembeck cards, yeah, right? Cards, yeah, yeah. And I have a Hydra minion. Yeah, a Hem Hembeck card, and. I got the card and I, I had it in this little card holder and it was next to my computer screen and I just sat it there. And when, and, and then when I bought the next one, I would replace it with, with the new one. And so it sat there for months. And then one day I looked at it and I'm like, and totally working. I'm not even like in any kind of comic mindset. I'm just, I'm working. And I looked down and I'm like, Oh, it looks like an H. <gasps> Hydra. <laughs> And then, so now that that's not the worst part. Oh, the worst part is I go ahead. I post this in some sort of comic Facebook group. Uh -huh. Not ours, of course. No. And I post that on there and I say, hey, the H stands for Hydra. Oh, my God. The <laughs> amount of no shit Sherlock's did I get, you know, in one form or another. Oh, I bet. And they're like, you're just finding this out now? Yeah. Like, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. some people were just flat out mean. Oh, I know. People wait all day for somebody to jump on. So I Oh, like totally. Target of opportunity. Yeah, I was, yeah. I had a big old bullseye on my back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I just realized, <laughs> I, I was even self-defacing. Like, I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm sure everybody else knew this, but I just found out. You know, H stands for Hydra on like this. This is an H. This isn't their uniform. This isn't a freaking H. And oh, my God, the attacks I got. Yeah. Well, now, you know. No, I knew that two years ago. Bob. OK, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. We all we can all grow. So uh, the Hydra leader leader here, he's like, and Hydra will finally have the last laugh. Hey, Bob, that was the title of the story you came up with. Yeah. Just as our founder, Baron von Strucker, envisioned so many years ago. Hydra forever! And then they all put their fists in the air and start yelling, Hydra forever! Hydra forever! Bob, that's not the slogan. No, so, I know. Someone who needs to tell Karamanga that wasn't... <laughs> did Was the editor not like, it's Hill Hydra? Well, indeed, indeed. But, you know, Rushi here, or Kieran, whatever his name is, Kieran Rushi, doesn't strike me as maybe being in the mainstream Rushi of Kieran. Hydra. Yeah, Rushi Kieran doesn't really strike me as being sort of in the mold of a Baron von Strucker. Um, 
No, so he may. This may be, you know, sort of a, a splinter, uh, splinter group here, or, or maybe just in Earth thirty-five eighty-eight. Could be that. As that's well. they, that's what they said. Yeah. Maybe. Instead of saying "Hail Hydra," they all yell "Hydra forever." Right. But they got the two-hand salute going on. They do. And then he comes up to Cap, and he gets very close in his face, and he says. Are you ready, hero? And he says, not quite. Kieran. And he headbutts him. And then the next page, uh, a lot of Hydra agents start to run at Cap, who is, again, tied to this chair. And he's thinking, or he's saying, he's saying, one, two, three, four, uh. And then just as one gets close enough, he puts his two legs out, which are not tied. Rookie mistake. And he kicks them. But then he uses that to uh, propel himself back into that. Remember that wall that I said had exposed brick? The brick wall, yeah. Yeah. It's a brick. House. She's Monte Monte. <laughs> oh, all right. Here's another little tangent. Ready for this? Okay. So... I would say I'm in my late 20s at this time. I'm living in Atlanta. Uh, I'm I'm married to my first wife. And I have a friend come visit. And then she, my wife, has a friend come visit. And so the four of us decide we're going to go hit this this bar. And it's, it's actually a sports bar. But that night, it was, I don't know, like a Saturday night or something like that. And they had a DJ and there were people uh, dancing and all that kind of stuff. I'm in my, Bob, you ready for this? Late 20s. When I say late 20s, I don't mean like 29. I mean like 27. Uh-huh. I'm watching these young girls dancing who are probably like 21. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm like, 27. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not old by any old stretch man. of the mean. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I'm watching them yeah. feeling old. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm watching them going, look mm. at those young things. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and then the lyric comes on, um, the clothes she wears, her sexy ways makes an old man wish for younger days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And I, was, and I remember thinking to myself going, I'm not old. What, what, like, like, why do I feel old watching these 21-year-olds dance? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, and then and now cut to how old I am now. <laughs> I know, yeah. Now you can't watch them until you put your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So now, now I go to the gym and, uh, and there's literally, I'm like, oh my God, I am definitely old enough to be your dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just working out going, mind your own, mind your own. Uh, mind your own. Don't pull, don't pull anything. Uh, well, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of these days I'm going to walk up to him and go, do you have any daddy issues? 
<laughs> That's right. You'll end up on Jimmy Swole. Joey Swole. Uh, Joey Swole video. Uh, all right. So, so anyway, he, he smashes into the, the brick wall, not brick house, the brick wall. And then by doing that, the, the wooden chair breaks and then he can get out of the ropes. Right. And then so he gets up. Now, the whole thing's being recorded, Bob. Remember? Yeah. The whole thing's being recorded. Streaming. And so because there's a camera on a tripod. So people are still catching all this. And we cut to Columbus, Ohio. And there is a uh, a young man, a bald young man in a wife beater T-shirt. Right. Yeah. And he's in front of his computer. And then we hear from outside of the door behind him. Herb, are you playing that World of Warfare game again? No, Ma. Leave me alone. <laughs> We've all been there. Oh, yeah. And then and he jumps up on that aforementioned ceiling fan mm -hmm. and dodges two hydrants coming at each other who bunk, bump into each other coming from a different direction. And they clunk heads. And when it makes a sound, Bob... <laughs> Next page, we cut to Shield headquarters, and we see Nick Fury talking to uh, one of his agents in front of the monitor. Where's the streaming from? Any way we could find out? It's difficult, but not impossible. We could trace the domain registration, find the IP address that's updating. Don't tell, just do. And then, Bob, he gets, while he's on top of that ceiling fan, he kicks two other hydrogens in the face. Boom, boom. And then behind him, uh, two of the hydrogens come up behind him. I guess they grabbed Steve Rogers' pans. His frying pans, yeah. Yeah, right? and they came by, and, they're, and they come at him, and he dodges them, and he does a kick and knocks them over. It grabs the two pans, and he hits one of them on either side of their head. That makes a noise. Yeah. Boom. And, and I, then, I love that. I love that look bro, on his face. Oh, yeah. He's got a little sly <laughs> smile, kind of like a slanted. Yeah, like he's enjoying this, uh, mm -hmm. this kerfluffle. And then we cut to Boulder, Colorado. And there are uh, a couple who are looking at the computer. And the young lady goes, Go, Cap, go. And then we have, what's his name? Kieran? Kieran. Kieran. Yeah. Anyway, he, remember he was holding the shield before? Well, he has a shield over his head. He's coming up behind Cap and he's about to hit him over the head. But the next page, Cap grabs his shield. He takes it out of his hand and he, he knees him in the gut. And he yells, hurt. And then Cap takes his shield and he tosses it. And the next pan panel, he hits three Hydra agents in the head. Bob, and it makes a noise. Bing! And then he catches it in his left hand, just as Hershey gets back up to come at him. And he just nails him in the face. And the entire crowd that we've already seen across the country all cheer. And then we cut back to the bald gamer guy. And he's like, 
yes. And then we hear, hear it. I'm assuming his mom, um, the other side door. Herb, get off the computer. Leave me alone. And we cut to the next page, and we have Nick Fury busting through Cap's door. But what does he come across, Bob? I mean, they're just Hydra agents littered all over the floor, and Cap is basically rubbing his hands together like, job well done. Hi, Nick. Glad you could make it to the party. Don't mind the mess. Is this camera still alive? And he points to the camera that was on the the uh, tripod, Bob. It was when we got here. Why? Good. Cap, what are you doing? Documenting evidence. This man's name is Rushi Kieran. And he pulls the mask off that Hydra guy. And for the past few months, he's been running rackets to help fund his own Hydra cell right here in New York City. A week ago, I attempted to bring him to justice, but he got out. I've got a feeling, let me cut to the next page, he's not going to be so lucky this time. And then the recording is stopped. You'll be glad to know that Kieran's back in custody without bail. Looks like you get the last laugh. Hey, we cut back to that same uh, yeah, title there, Bob. Yeah, yeah, nice, I like that. Nobody wins until Hydra's gone for good. Now that they know my identity, I wouldn't worry about that. Kieran's a businessman. Your identity is an asset. Once he lets that cat out of the bag, it's gone for good, and he knows it. Rest easy. Your secret is safe for a long time. Rest? Did you see my loft? It'll take me weeks to clean it up. And he puts his hand up in disgust. Wah, wah. The end. All right. So, Bob, yeah. what would you think of this, this uh, special issue, this 11-page story of Captain America? You know, it's a fun story, Rick. You know, I mean, it is a it is a comic giveaway in a kid's meal from mm -hmm. Taco Bell, right? But I think it's a lot of fun. And, you know, and I got to say, there's a number of things about this story, uh, the story and the art that I loved. Um, so I, a little bit of things I hadn't, I, I haven't noticed elsewhere. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention. But, um, you know, I love the fact that it's written by uh, Karamanga. Uh, mm -hmm. But did you notice like in, in a lot of the, the speech bubbles, you know, the ones that not clear that they are, uh, who, who sang them, they're color coded uh, to make it easier to distinguish uh, who's saying what. So mm -hmm. it was like red for cap and blue for Nick and green for, uh, for Rushi. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that's a neat thing that I, I, I don't remember seeing elsewhere. So I kind of like that. And, and I thought a lot of the action shots in this were um, really well rendered. I mean, some really kind of interesting uh, action um, in this, uh, in this particular story, even though it's only 11 pages. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was a, I don't want to say a juvenile story, uh, but it did, did harken back to something you would see in the 70s or 80s. Yeah. That was, you know, just a one issue story that, uh, you know, didn't have, didn't have character development, didn't have any character further the plot or anything. It was just an adventure. Here mm -hmm. it is. Here you go. 
Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really special to to write home about, but but it was fun, and I imagined for for those out there that had been like me for three years waiting for a Steve Rogers to to come back into her life. Hey, we we'd be grasping at straws here, right? Literally. Well, yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I also think, you know, I mean, think about it in the context of, uh, you know, it's a licensing deal, right? For Taco Bell. What a great way to introduce young readers who may not be comic fans as comic readers. Mm -hmm. They know nothing about Cap, right? Uh, introduce them to Captain America with a sort of fun, fast paced, uh, as you said, very reminiscent of the 70s stories. But I mean, obviously designed for, for young people, um, but a great introduction of the character. What's interesting too, Bob, is that this was pre-MCU First Avenger. Right, yeah. Yeah, so Cap wasn't cool yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, to us he was, of course. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. All right, Bob, um, we're going to get into favorite panel. It's actually, I actually go first this time. Ooh, okay. Yep, because you went first last time. So All I'm right. going to go. That's fair. You ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to go with page eight. And I'm going to go with panel number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm this is Cap hanging from the ceiling fan in his, his room, kicking the two Hydra agents in the face. Because uh, I think it's a cool, you know, it's, it's yeah. a cool action for that to happen. It is a cool angle yeah. for that to happen. And uh, quite frankly, um, it's never worked whenever I've tried it. <laughs> well, maybe you're holding the fan wrong. No, Bob. I, I uh, Apparently, my ceilings are not as strong oh, as Bob's. Yeah. Yeah. When I okay. try it, it just pulls right out of the yeah. ceiling. Well, maybe you do need to stop eating chips. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> how about you bob do you have a favorite panel uh you know i do rick you know i have to go for uh really that three-quarter splash i think on uh, on I page do. 10 yeah tell you us know? why bob well you know because uh you know, a lot of folks you know not a lot of folks but you know we've you know a lot of folks are into original art. I'm not that much into, I don't have a lot of pieces, you know, and some folks want covers or, you know, famous artists like Zek or Busima or Efting or things like that. But mm -hmm. who can say they own a page from a Taco Bell <laughs> exclusive collector's edition? Comic, you do, right? Bob. Yeah, you know. You know what? I, only, only maximum 11 people can say that, Bob. <laughs> That's right. A maximum in the entire world of what? 20, 30 million. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, clearly that I have to go with that page. Yeah. So, 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 so listeners, you didn't see this, but Bob just put up a page that he, he actually did get. And he got this page, uh, page 10 of the story. So he has the entire page. Now, Bob, tell us what, what, what brought you to buy that? Why did uh, you, why did, if you were going to buy a page yeah. of art and how yeah. many pages of art do you have? I don't know. I probably have maybe a half dozen. Okay. Yeah. And where was this on that? Was this the second one, third one, fourth I think, one? I think it was the first piece I ever bought. I tend to think that too, because I remember when you got it and you were yeah. like very excited and, but you, 
It was because it had Nick Fury on it too, right? It, it, right, because it had Nick Fury on it, and uh, and I hadn't read, I had not read the issue yet. In fact, I had to go out and and uh, and buy. I bought a couple issues of uh, the Taco Bell exclusive edition because mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, I need to have need to have it to go with the, the comic. So when I saw the art, I thought it was Nick Fury, uh, Cap, and I thought that was Sharon because uh, there is a shield agent with yeah. sort of long blonde hair and a ponytail running in the door behind Nick. So, well, it could very well be who's it to say be. it's not. Yeah. So, uh, so I saw it and it, you know, honestly, it wasn't what it wasn't, I don't know, it was $125 or something like that. Yeah. That's know. a bargain for yeah. one of a kind piece of yeah, actual art. So no one was... else can, no one else has that, but you, Bob. Exactly. Right. So uh, it was affordable and I thought, well, that's neat. You know, who else can, you know, not many people have Taco Bell art. So I, I definitely have it. So it's got, you know, it has Nick, it has Cap. Uh, it's got Hydra agents laying all over the floor and, and Cap. Yeah. Um, so I thought this is a good deal. I got to have this. This is uh, definitely one. Does of it have, ones. can you say it again? Does it have the word balloons on it? Um, it does not. Okay. Yeah. Because at balloons. that point, at that point, they, it was all digitally ap done afterwards. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, so, that is a shame. I, I, I have a lot of, you know, cap art, as you know, but there's a certain point where, you know, the, the words are no longer on the page. Like I, I do have some Steve Epting art and there's nothing on it. There's oh, no yeah. word balloons. There's no dialogue or, you know, there's no captions or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I miss that. I mean, in fact, you know, same thing, you know, uh, anything from that period on. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with, uh, with page 10 because I feel like I got them. And it's Excellent. a great page. And yeah. what are you putting on a t-shirt, Bob? Oh, a t-shirt. Well, you know, I'm going to go back to, um, I'm going to go back to page nine, the page right before it. Don't do it. I'm doing it, Rick. Don't I'm do doing it. it. I, no. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do those four center panels that are horizontal. You can't. No, 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 no. You, 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 for t-shirt worthy, you have to pick one, Bob. Which Why one is it? Why do I have it? to pick one? Why can't I have that whole sequence? You can't. You pick one, Bob. <sighs> well, I'm not going to go with any of those then. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with the, the, uh, the page before that. Uh, and it's Cap uh, bonging the Hydra agent on each side of his head with a saucepan and a frying pan. I like that. I do like that. That dove would make a good T-shirt. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. totally. What about um, yourself? <laughs> uh, I am putting on the T-shirt that page nine, but I'm doing the panel four where the, where the shield's hitting the three different agents. Oh, the ping, ping, ding. Yeah. yeah. Right? All I right. think a little strip of that across the chest of three Hydra agents getting getting their heads hit with the shield bing bing yeah. bing yeah that, that come on that would be cool to put a strip across the chest yeah that would be cool that yeah. would be cool all right and what about your uh what about your time capsule time capsule um i'm gonna go with page seven let's back it up all right and i'm gonna go with panel five and that is the columbus ohio where the, the the gamer, yeah, right, Herb uh -huh. is sitting there in front of the computer, and is I'm assuming his mom. Okay, I'm gonna go with his mom. Yeah. Says, Herb, are you playing that World of Warfare game again? <laughs> now, first of all, I think this is a joke. Yeah. Right, because yeah. I think I think it's like a 
you know, World of Warcraft, right? You know, versus uh, what's the warfare game? Oh, um, I don't know, World of No, no, it's Call not of Duty or yeah, something like that. Modern there is warfare. a there is a World Warfare video game out there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was funny because the mom was getting it wrong. Right. Right. Yeah, and it, it, it totally reminded me of a joke um, that uh, comedian Tom Papa talks about. <laughs> I, I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, but anyway, it, it tickles me. Uh, Tom Papa is he's a pretty funny comedian. And he talks about his parents getting older and, and his mom's online. And this is he told this joke, of course many years ago back when there was uh myspace oh yeah uh, right yeah. and and he says uh he says yeah you know it's so weird i hear my mom she, she's on the internet and she thinks she knows everything so she talks to me about it and she's like are you on my face <laughs> your father's on my face <laughs> what's the big deal everyone's on my face <laughs> no mom no mom it's, it's facebook and myspace yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i got a little tickle when i saw the uh world of warfare game yeah uh and i thought you know what that's a time capsule that's 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 obviously re referencing a a period of time as far as uh, various video games. Right. Yeah. Love it. Love it. How about you? What's going in your time? I, I'm going. I'm going on. I'm going on page five, Rick. That, okay. Uh, that center panel of the dorm room in Boston, Massachusetts, with the yeah. two young ladies. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go with that. Uh, wait. This, the the two young ladies wearing the skin tight outfits. Bob, did you want to point that out? No, I guess you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was focused on that puppy dog poster on the wall. Um, no, I was going to go with the, uh, just with, hang in there, Bob with the, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's not the valleys in life. I dread so much as the dips. Mm -hmm. I had that one, the Garfield poster, uh, the, uh, it's, I'm going with the laptop. I'm going with the streaming of the video on the laptop because, mm -hmm. you know, I've been teaching university for the last four years and increasingly I've seen students don't really spend that much time on laptops they, they stream their videos on their phones or mm -hmm. you know their 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 tablets so i think those days of of streaming a laptop video is uh is on, uh, if it hasn't gone already it's certainly on its way out yeah all right excellent well we had a good time covering this i i hope i think we did a i, I don't know i hope we don't go to jail for this bob because <laughs> because apparent co copyright yeah yeah copyright infringement going through this panel by panel yeah uh i i feel um i feel like well if marvel unlimited couldn't do it why could we but we did we did we, we did I mean, all right we, nobody we turn may, us in we may end up you know having sentenced to cleaning bathrooms at taco bell franchises but uh you know we do what we have to do yes yeah. well <laughs> make a run for the bathroom that's that's what I used to say. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of funny is um, when I look at this comic, you know, they have on the back here, Marvel's Hottest Heroes now airing on Nicktoons Network. And the two cartoons they're referencing back in 2009 is Wolverine and the X-Men. Do you remember that cartoon? I do not. Neither do I. And then the other one is Iron Man Armored Adventures. 
You remember that one? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, then inside, they did have an ad there for the uh, Collect All Four comics. There was yeah. the Avengers, Thor, and uh, Fantastic Quattro. You know, it's funny. I I, I did see in um, I don't know one one of the one of the Facebook comic book groups that I'm uh, a member of. Um, uh-huh. Some somebody posted the uh, the 2011 X Men. Taco Bell exclusive edition mm. and was talking about how, how awesome this is and how, you know, unusual it is. They're into a, a collecting unusual things. And I was like, ha ha, a fellow fan of Taco Bell exclusive edition. It was fortuitous that it happened right before us recording this. Right. Exactly. You actually appeared like you were recording. You're like, you did research, Bob. Right. Yeah. Of course. That's what it's, it's smoke and mirrors, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, next episode, come back. Ask, you, but hold on. Do you want to ask me when Taco Bell was founded? No, okay. So next episode, we're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bob. Um, hold on. <clears throat> oh, Bob. Hey, do you happen to know when Taco Bell, who, by the way, is paying us absolutely zero royalties for having this free pub, pub, you know, uh, publication for them in this Yeah particular episode um do you happen to know when they were founded well i do rick thanks for asking uh they they were actually founded in 1962 in downey california but the but the founder um glenn bell actually uh opened his first mexican restaurant several years earlier and tried out a number of different names before settling on taco bell now though there are over 7200 taco bell restaurants in the united states serving more than 40 million Mm. customers every week every week rick a thousand restaurants in more than 30 countries around the world so put that in your pipe and smoke it that's great (laughs) i'm so glad you uh added that bit of really poignant and relevant (laughs) interest to our captain america uh listeners and anything else you want to add bob do you want to perhaps maybe talk about uh when you know toilet paper was invented because i think they go hand in hand well um it's funny i do want to say in some parts of the world they do use the hand um instead of toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) so nice nice play on words there Oh, boy. Okay. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis. And you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Now come back next episode for Scott Copeland. Are you talking to me? I'll be here.